0: Welcome to the Arkansas Wildlife Podcast, the official podcast of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. We are talking hunting, fishing, and conservation with engaging guests and in-depth discussions with game and fish staff. It's Arkansas Wildlife, the podcast for all things outdoors in the natural state.
1: Welcome to the Arkansas Wildlife Podcast. We are on the road today, uh, actually at the home of a guy who does quite a bit of podcasting, uh, Clay Newcomb from West Fork. He is with Meat Eater and uh, host of the Bear Grease Podcast. Clay, hey Trey, a lot. Uh, thanks for letting us uh, crash your yeah, man. Uh, party it's global, up here, global headquarters. <laughs> All right, and uh, Austin Booth, director of the Arkansas Game and Fish, joining us.
2: Absolutely good to be here.
1: As well as Myron Means, our large carnivore program coordinator, but for today we're going to just call you the Bear Guy.
3: That's fine. We're talking,
1: <laughs> we're talking bears today. Uh, and the the story of the black bear in Arkansas is a really interesting one. It is a, a sad story throughout the late 19th and early 20th centuries, but a, a great success. Uh, so successful that. We're going to have a
3: bear season in the Gulf Coastal Plain of Arkansas uh, this year. That's right. That's right. It'll be a historic year for the Gulf Coastal Plain part of the state. Uh, You know, we reopened bear season in 1980 after the reintroduction in the 50s and 60s. And 20 years after that reintroduction effort, we opened bear season in the mountain zones. 20 years after that, we, in 2000, we opened bear season in the Lower White River which is bear zone 5 and 5A. We also allowed baiting on private land in 2001 and then 20 years after that here we are opening bear season in the Gulf Coastal Plain part of the state. It's pretty incredible. Clay, you you, you
1: the culture of, of hunting and the culture of Arkansas, is a big part of the Bear Creek podcast. What is the what what's the what's the significance of the black bear in Arkansas for you?
0: Man you know we have we were once known as the bear state, which uh, we we all know. But man, bear hunting in Arkansas goes back. I mean, in in deep time, and uh, <laughs> when when we when the game and fish allowed baiting on private land in two thousand is really when kind of the the Arkansas bear hunter kind of reemerged after the them being gone for basically 70 years. And that's, that's right. That's, that's kind of the significance. Or, or To me, it's really neat to, to look at the deep history. We had so much bear hunting, market hunting going on, and then bears were extirpated from most of Arkansas. And then in 1980, we restarted. And, uh, yeah, we've kind of, over the last 20 years since we allowed baiting on private land, Arkansas bear hunters have kind of been given a real shot and had a really great opportunity to kill bears. And so we've kind of been reformulating the bear hunting culture in Arkansas. That's right.
3: I mean, you know, you think of it in the terms of hunting in general. We basically took a, you know, uh, incidental hunting culture and turned it into an active hunting culture. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was allowed through the course of baiting and the baiting was, wasn't done just to, you know, promote the sport. It was done to increase our harvest rate across the state because that prior to 2001, you know, or 2000, most of the hunting was done incidental to deer hunting. Deer Mm -hmm. hunters were out. If bear season was open, Hey, you shoot a bear, you know, and, uh, but Because we needed to elevate harvest rates, we allowed baiting on private land, and it has really kind of come into its own as a bear hunting culture in the state. Yeah.
2: Now, one thing that I would just like to add right off the bat here is that the official pronunciation of this word is acorn.
1: Right. Oh, are you going to jump You're going to start this controversy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no controversy there's, in Arkansas. Yeah, there's no controversy. The word is acre. We did a we did a segment on the Arkansas Wildlife Television show a few years ago uh, uh, uh talking about about acorns or acorns <laughs> i guess with the boss here i better i better go with acorn uh but but we took uh talking about the value wildlife superfood you know ducks yeah, yeah. bears uh yeah. deer obviously right. uh, squirrels go on down the line but we started by taking a poster board with the word A C O R N and, and a drawing of, of of said nut around the office and then like, how do you pronounce this? And of course they were all over the board. Of course. Well the
2: reason that I that I bring up acorns is to talk a little bit about the acorn drop and how that plays in into season dates and the change that we made to our season this year, Matter.
3: Uh, it's uh, fundamental. I mean, mass production or the acorn drop, as as you alluded to, uh, it's, it's said critical. <laughs> yeah, it's critical to bear hunting. I mean, I've told people for for over twenty years that you know nothing that you can do out there, uh, bait wise, can compare and compete with Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about an animal that has evolved for eons eating what Mother Nature provides. And acorns are bears, filet mignon, ribeye. The chicken uh, nugget the, of the eastern yeah. deciduous <laughs> forest. <kidding>. That's right. <laughs> the ribeye of uh, deciduous forest. So, I mean, you literally can't compete. So, getting ahead, having a season getting ahead of that acorn drop is uh, is definitely going to be a plus for the bear hunters. Of the so,
0: state. the... So the acorns right now, well, the timing of this is off, but acorns are going to start coming, able to be eaten by bears basically by the first of September, but they're not falling until later. Right. And right now, bears are climbing trees. There's yeah. states in the southeast that have uh, earlier season dates, like Georgia has a September the tenth season date, and those guys hunt bears like we squirrel hunt. Yeah. they're they're moving through the timber. Trying to find climbing bears, and this is all coming back to Arkansas. The, the bears will climb trees, break limbs out, eat acorns out of the trees. But our white oak acorns, which is primarily the acorn that our bears are, it's their choice acorn. Mm-hmm. They'll eat any kind of acorn, but their choice acorn would be Absolutely. a white oak. They're gonna fall usually, you know, from the fifteenth of September through, you know, the first of October, and every year it's a little bit different. Like I've sure. I've seen bears climbing for white oaks on October the first before, but that was yep. rare. And long story short, when they hit the ground, they're real hard to bait. Yep. And it doesn't make any sense. Like you tell somebody, man, you know, a donut or a corn <laughs> dog food bread, whatever you're you're baiting these bears with, that you feel like that that is going to draw a bear over a white oak acorn, but man they they're just built they're built to go where they want to go, and so That's right. but every year we kill we kill bears over bait after right. acorns have fallen. But what you see is before the acorns fall, you're going to have a ton of bears, you're going to have older bears oftentimes, and then when the acorns start to fall, your bears start to drift away, and by the first of October, or if you baited that long you would see just like stragglers
3: coming into a bait site.
0: That's the way I would describe it anyway, kind of the sequence of Arkansas bear
3: baiting. Yeah, I mean, you can still bait bears uh, even with a mass crop, but uh, typically you're going to have younger bears that can't, you know, compete for a natural food source. You know, the big males, the adult females, they dominate natural food sources just like they dominate a barrel and uh you know often uh if they're off entertaining white or eating white oak acorns or post oak acorns or something like that then uh, that leaves the bait barrels open for the younger uh younger bears
1: myron i know that hunters have been clamoring for this for a number of years
0: so. mainly me <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, I, so you're the one <laughs> Oh, I'm man. gonna I'm enjoy the fruits of it as well
3: so <laughs> well,
1: what, why now? Uh, with the 2022 season uh, we, we moved the, the start of archery bear season uh, to a, about a week earlier. Uh, right. wh- why did you see fit to as, as, as the large carnivore program coordinator but the bear guy, why did you see fit to make that recommendation?
3: Well I think the main reason is uh, a our population can sustain it. Uh, we know we're going to harvest more bears. We know it's likely in the bear world when you harvest more bears earlier, the higher female you ha- component you have in the ha- in the harvest. But, uh, I mean, quite frankly, it's gotten to the point that our bear population can, in Arkansas can sustain that earlier opener and a higher harvest rate, and that's what we're aiming for. Uh, so, and, you know, it is a... It is you know, possibly to reinvigorate bear hunting in the state, it's certainly going to draw more, uh, more support for bear hunting in the state, more active bear hunting in the state. It's really kind of a win-win on both sides of for the population uh, management as well as the bear hunting culture.
0: Yeah, an earlier season date basically equates to a better hunt. It just it just it does. does, and so it really does. By by you guys moving up that date. Yeah. First of all, it gets the the bear opener off of the deer opener, which tip, you know, for the last some period of time, we've had the bear opener and the deer opener on the same day. Yes. And so what happens every year? And in some ways this would be good for the hardcore bear hunters, but what happens is you got bears that are fading off of your bait. Early in September, you had a bunch of bears, you had big bears, and by the time you get to that later season opener, some of your bears are gone, and you you got a big buck on camera. So on opening day, you go deer hunting rather than bear hunting. That's right. So this year, for the first time in a while, we've separated the season dates. So yep. bear season opens a week earlier. I think it's going to allow guys to concentrate on bears. And, uh, and it, yeah, it, it bear hunters love it.
2: Well, and one of the things that, that I've learned uh, looking at this is that we have a lot of bear hunters – in Arkansas that will kill kill one bear. Man, that's awesome. And then go back and kill a second bear. And then they kind of fall off. A couple years later. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and so they fall off, and we're trying to move the bear hunting culture to the extent we can, away from this novelty approach, like, oh, this is cool. We, We have bear here, into something more more deeply rooted where people have the opportunity to, to go see or harvest a mature
3: bear every single year. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Kind of like the net well you, you talked about the the evolution right at the top Myron of opening the season in the Ozarks and yeah. Uh uh-huh. then, then uh, the white or baiting uh, and right. then white river. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I guess another piece of that uh, probably an appropriate time to talk a little bit about this, expansion into the coastal plain. I know I, I couldn't go anywhere in the state of Arkansas for about the last 5 or 6 years without somebody saying, "When are we going to get a bear season <laughs> in the coastal plain, zone 12, deer zone 12, uh, yeah. you know?" Deer uh, zone
3: 12, bear zone 4, they're pretty similar. Well,
1: it, it's been a very methodical approach to it. Maybe you can explain how that's transpired over the last number of years cuz I think you started mentioning it to me like when we'd go shoot some interviews or whatever I mean, six seven years ago and yeah. you know here we are 2022 we're gonna have that season in december in south arkansas that's
3: right i mean we kind of had several years ago we kind of had an end game date uh that we thought we would be opening bear season in the gulf coastal Plain. that was kind of contingent upon some research that we had started five years ago Uh, with the intention of that project going two to three years. And that because of the flooding regimes and historical floods, it ended up stretching out the the research project to a five-year period. But we still have information from that. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just time. It's time. uh, That population is a sustainable population. We're still trying to gather information on it. Uh, and we started this uh, past summer with a GPS collar project that we're going to try to put on 15 adult bears in the Gulf Coastal Plain, adult females, uh, to monitor uh, reproduction and recruitment, obviously just like we've done in the mountain zones for the last 30 years. Uh, But we're also wanting to look at things like annual habitat use, seasonal habitat use, home range of those females, and so we can get a better understanding of you know what the reproductive rate is of the population how that population's doing and how sustainable it is you know do we need a 25 bear quota do we need a 50 bear quota do we need to move the season up earlier so we're still trying to gather what I would deter- what I would call baseline information on that population but uh you know, at the same time, we want it to be a meaningful hunt for the people in South Arkansas. We want it to be a, a productive and 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 be able to gather a lot of information from it.
1: Austin, you you mentioned that you know part part of the goal here is to bear hunting is not just incidental to deer hunting, or it's not just right. this kind of uh, novelty, as you right. said. Uh, where where do you where do you see it in 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 you know five ten years from now?
2: Well. One, that we still have a healthy herd. And two, that we have a healthy culture of outfitters. I mean, we we, we see the immense benefit that outfitters have uh, to somebody maybe in a different part of Arkansas that's never killed a bear, that's never even seen one. Uh, and outfitters are a huge part of overcoming that barrier to access
1: well as you say i mean i i i've never hunted a bear i, I wouldn't right. even know where to begin My i mean, will take you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll cost you it'll uh, be, uh, <laughs> late october <something>. yeah. <laughs> uh it uh, i think another question that comes up especially uh this is going to sound weird because y'all, y'all are all into bears. I mean, and I, I work at Game and Fish and understand, but some people are going it to sounded say. sounded like an indictment into bears. No, 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 no no, no, no. Where I'm going with that is there are some people that still ask, well, why do you want bears to expand their population? Why do you, why hey, do you. you let, let me,
0: let me, I want to say something about, you know, we're talking about expanding a season into the Gulf Coastal Plain of Arkansas, which is really an incredible thing. I mean when you when you look when you think about America in the in the, the urban sprawl and the loss of habitat and all the challenges from environmental challenges to everything that's going on in this country that has to do with habitat, the fact that black bears are expanding their range and it's not just in Arkansas, it's other places. Yep. Whatever this is the way I say it, and it's not a scientific description, but whatever is happening ecologically in this country has been beneficial for black bears which is a wild thing because yeah. it would be the last animal that you would think would be doing good in the midst of some of the stuff that's going on and so us expanding our season is like a massive win for conservation huge. really is absolutely huge. i mean on a, on a on a national level yeah and what so what i going back to your even original question about bear hunting culture in arkansas when i first got into bear hunting in the early 2000s, what I saw was that people kind of had a vermin mentality about bears. And and I started hunting them, and I was like, holy cow, this is an incredible, world-class resource that we have. And there was no, there was not as much value placed on this animal. Like I was hearing, I mean, and I'm talking about my dad and people, <laughs> my uncle, you know, just people that I, love we're like oh man those things will tear up your tree stands and tear up your deer feeders and i was like man this is cool and so there was this transition there's been this transition from them being a kind of a nuisance which i would straight up just like be vehemently against somebody thinking that way i don't care who you are or where you're at to, this is a world-class wildlife resource that we have in the state, and it does require us to do stuff a little different sometimes. I mean, yeah, they'll tear up your deer feeder. Yeah, they'll chew up your stand on your, you know, your, your tree stand.
2: See. Oh yeah,
1: I got a call just last week. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to oh do yeah. to talk, Complain about their feeder.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, and and Clay, you said this on a podcast we did about the great mallard duck. Is that where an animal is treasured, it thrives. Yeah. And um, reinvigorating kind of the bear hunting culture like you're talking about transitioning it from vermin pest nuisance to a treasure is ultimately going to do nothing but help the black bear resource. Yeah.
0: Where it has you know where an animal has cultural value through hunting, it will be protected. Yes. Its habitat will be protected. People, people will protect it, and I mean that's that's the North American model, and so that's I think that's I mean, what we've is. seen it's, in the last twenty years is it's a.
3: Value. There's probably not a truer testament to great conservation in Arkansas than the black bear. I mean, yeah. it was extirpated from the state, and here we are sixty years after a reintroduction effort, and we're restoring bear hunting into roughly three fourths, four fifths of the state. Yeah, remarkable.
1: Yeah talking a little bit more about this expansion uh the hunting season in south arkansas a question that i hear often is like well where did they come from uh so i mean <laughs> what truly i mean what is happening what has uh enabled or allowed that expansion uh o- over the past two three decades
3: well i think uh it's a couple of different things it's habitat change uh, across the Gulf Coastal Plain and it's uh, expanding bear populations on all fronts of the Gulf Coastal Plain whether it be in the Ouachitas of Arkansas whether it be in North Central Louisiana you know bears expanding from that population or whether it be from White River area expanding westward into the Gulf Coastal Plain uh, so you have an expansion of bear populations all around, but you, you've you also had a, a significant habitat change in the Gulf Coastal Plain. Uh, any of you that aren't familiar with it, it's predominantly timber production land across the Gulf Coastal Plain. And, you know, I mean, 50 years ago, uh, just deer hunting, uh, artificial feeding practices were different than they are nowadays. And quite honestly, that's one thing that has probably led to that subpar habitat being marginal habitat now is the amount of uh, food on the landscape in the fall for bears. And that people comes feeding deer. From people feeding deer. It yeah. comes from deer clubs and deer leases. And, uh, you know, that has virtually replaced the acorn wow in the Gulf Coastal Plain of the state. Yeah. So it has turned uh, subpar bear habitat into marginal habitat i won't say it's great bear habitat but it's obviously good enough it's good enough <laughs> the population and, to expand and there are pockets of some really good densities in the gulf coastal plains so what's wild about these
0: omnivores too is that they can thrive just about right. anywhere that's i mean right. like we in arkansas we we talk about acorns and we feel like they've got to have acorns but they're all over i mean in canada and all these other places right. that bears are thriving
3: right what's been missing in in that dynamic in the food dynamic is that fall food source yeah but now they have that fall food source and they've had it on the landscape for virtually you know probably 20 plus years easily yeah so i mean the 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 berry thickets and all that have always been there with the clear cuts the summer food sources have been great but it's the fall food sources that have made that population sustainable
1: obviously we're at a very interesting time for the black bear in Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, again, we, we kind of keep coming back to this. It's like all these different milestones and reintroduction extrapation, and then reintroduction. And then we opening these seasons. I want to ask all of you because you've all kind of got a slightly different perspective on it. I mean, you're, you're, you're a biologist. You're the, you're the, you're the bear guy at game and fish Myron and uh, Austin, you're, you're the director of the agency, uh, talking a lot about you know getting people connected with nature clay you come at it from like it's a it's, it's a cultural touchstone the Bear mm-hmm. is i mean i've heard you uh, talk about that so i just want to ask each of you i mean weigh in at, at will go for it uh you know what what is this this time and place where we are with the blackberry in arkansas just your 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 you know general uh, perspective on it
0: Uh, there's a lot of pointing going
3: on yeah (laughs) who's gonna start well i can say that uh i look at it from a couple of different frameworks i mean i'm a bear hunter i bear hunt uh i bear hunt in zone one where i have to i have to deal with the same quotas and uh mass drops that a lot of other hunters deal with but uh you know from a biological standpoint or a biologist standpoint man what an incredible career this has been for me. I've worked with black bears in Arkansas for 27 years in Arkansas, and it's man, it's it's hard for me to even talk about it with having a great sentimental value to it. To see where bear program has come from and where it is now and where it's going in the state is it's a remarkable journey. Yeah, I mean, you you started your career
1: basically 10 years after bear hunting became legal in Arkansas for the first time since the early 20th century.
3: Well. 17 years after uh,
1: okay that's yeah, like, yeah. I, I, you yeah. know there's a reason that i'm He's not a an biologist and that's because <laughs> <laughs> there's there's uh math is required to do that job uh, uh, we but, got but still we got but not re, it, right. re, in relative terms not that long i mean you you've no. kind of seen it go from right it we didn't have bear I, hunting and certainly I, in your I lifetime have, I, mean, I,
3: I mean i've seen the culture evolve and, and man as a as a agency employee and and biologist, I I really can't be more proud of where the bear culture, the bear populations have come from. And when I look at where they're going down the road, where I anticipate they'll be going, I mean, it just makes me proud.
2: Yeah, Mm. and from my perspective, I've been with this agency for one year. And it's something that I think about every single day. And that's that we're having this conversation right now because of a reintroduction, because of a vision that someone had in 1954? 58, mm -hmm. yep. 1958. And so the work that this agency does is important, but it takes a long time to see success. And we're benefiting from the success of what people did not just Myron's time here, 27 years, but going all the way back Absolutely. to 1958. Absolutely, and so it's up to us to shepherd that and to take it one to to take it one step further when it's on our watch.
1: Well, maybe it's mm-hmm. a it's something that's really great to point to when we're having to make some difficult decisions uh, vis-a-vis some other species <laughs> and management of, of of you know we're talking about timber management and. Uh, Green tree reservoirs as, sure. as waterfowl, another you know iconic species for Arkansas. I mean, like, well, you know, look what look at what ha- what happened this is with the bears. The hand that we've been dealt, yeah.
2: And sometimes mm-hmm. that hand's great, and sometimes
0: it's not.
1: Yeah, Clay. Um, yeah, I mean, you, well, you, from your perspective, when it
0: comes to bears, I mean we've we've been dealt an incredible hand to be on planet Earth and be in Arkansas. Right now, and that we have these great bear seasons, and, and I, I never, I will never take it for granted that in 2022 I can walk out of the doors of my house buy a 35 dollar license, which I think should be a lot more, <laughs> and uh, and and go hunt a bear and actually be able to harvest the bear on public land, even or on private land, wherever, and that's just an incredible, incredible thing that we've got. And um, and when you talk about like the the deep roots of being from Arkansas, I mean the 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 frontier of Arkansas was settled by people eating bear meat. I mean, we see it all through the yeah. literature. And and I want to go back to something we haven't talked on is, is eating a bear, which I think is an, an, which is an yeah. incredible incredible thing that we that we can do. But you know, back in the day. They killed deer for the hides to sell and they killed bears for the meat. I mean, this whole this whole idea that a bear is not good to eat, I just outright reject it. You're not, somebody, somebody, you're not if, doing something right. If somebody but, uh, tells you that a bear and I hear it all the time and oh, know, I'm gonna I go ahead too. and call I'm gonna yep. call these guys <clears throat> out, uh you know, people saying, Oh, big old nasty bear and it's like Come on,
3: man. They're not doing something. Bear
0: meat is El Primo wild game. El Primo wild game, uh, you know, and and there's a thousand ways to eat it. And, uh, I mean, our family's lived off bear meat for a long time. Really have. We eat it
1: weekly. What's your uh, uh, favorite way to have it?
0: Man, the most practical way, and this isn't a fancy meat-eater answer, but just ground bear meat, man tacos nachos burgers just we ground meat all the time for all kind of stuff and
1: yep. it's fantastic versatility there versatility <laughs> man absolutely
2: so clay you've been bear hunting over 20 years what's your favorite bear hunting story
0: favorite bear hunting story holy cow that's a tough one i've had some good some neat i mean neat experiences in canada but probably th- my favorite bear story would be that bear right there, and I'm pointing at a big bear right behind you guys. That's an Arkansas public land bear, that I was at the
3: last day of. Yeah, I killed season. that
0: bear on the last day yeah. of the Arkansas season after a four year quest of trying to kill a bear on public land. So, man, I'm telling you, <clears throat> I killed that bear in 2013. Been but, four years,
2: just to clarify, because. You can't bait on public
0: land, correct? That's right. You can't. You can't bait on public land. And and I I set a goal to kill a bear on purpose in the national forest. Yep. And I'm telling you, back then there weren't five guys in the state that were doing that consistently on purpose. Really, it just right. wasn't a thing. You're, like, you're I, right. <laughs> I, I I actually thought it was almost an impossible task. And so I those years I did not kill a bear over bait purposefully i mean i was baiting and my family was hunting and stuff saved my tag for national forest and for four years i tried to kill a bear in the national forest just hunting them like deer finding sign and covered a lot of ground and and never killed a bear until last day of the season i came up on this bear and i actually saw him The, the way the story went is i came up a finger on this mountain and found a big, fresh pile of bear scat. On November 30th, that's an incredible sign because fresh pile of bear scat on November 30th means that bear's pretty close because they're starting to think about denning by that time. And uh, basically, I climbed up to a little gap right above where I found the bear sign, sat there for two hours, got cold. The wind shifted in an opportune direction for me to kind of slip hunt down into this little, little holla, went 200 yards from the gap and movement caught my eye. And I saw that bear, he was laying on his back. I saw him roll over and saw his, saw his feet move. And I was just like, there's a bear. (laughs) I mean, mean, literally it was just, he was laying. So I've got this big, I've got a huge, not quite life-size photo. That bear was laid right on those rocks, Myron. I could show you if I wasn't on this microphone. That bear was just, just laying there sunning, I guess, and yeah. um, and uh, I was able to stalk up on the bear and shoot him with a muzzler on the last day of season. It was rifle season. I didn't even have a deer rifle at the time. I didn't start hunting with a rifle until just a few years ago. Awesome. Yeah,
1: awesome. that's a great story. That's a short version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a long version uh, in in the future. Sounds good. Um anybody wanna add anything else before we wrap this thing up? Good t- great go bears. Good time to good <laughs> good time to be into into bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Clay took offense when I said y'all are into bears. <laughs> so, I mean I'm in, I'm I'm in I'm into bears too, but yeah. uh Probably not as heavily as y'all are. Uh, Well, great discussion. Thank you so much. Meyer Means, Austin Booth, and Clay Newcomb, uh, appreciate you again letting us uh, um, crash your your, uh, meat-eater Arkansas world headquarters headquarters here. Uh,
0: (laughs) Appreciate y'all coming. Thanks for having us. Real quick. Yeah. Correct
2: me if I'm wrong, but there is a Black Panther in this global headquarters.
1: It uh, it appears to be a uh, a, a black panther, mm. and it, it's not Eldridge Cleaver. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, I'd, I'd call that a black panther uh, pedestal mount. Is what it looks like. No I, I,
1: so now that now that no. Austin has a you know Let's uncapped the, the uncapped the bottle and let the genie out, uh, what uh, what uh, what, no, what, we, what are we so looking listen, at? I'll back give you here? the
0: short version. It involves Myron. There's we did the first the Bear the podcast that we ever released. Was called the myth of the southern mountain line and i interviewed myron and we talked about how basically there there are some mountain lions in arkansas yes it's legitimate and true but for a long period of time there weren't they weren't here primarily extirpated and uh long story short the the podcast was about kind of (laughs) what we called cognitive bias where if someone believes that something is there They might have a good opportunity of... Misidentifying an animal, and so this whole thing of you know, have you seen a mountain lion? Have you not? And I make fun of people that think they have seen them. Um, I, it's just the truth I do. And uh, and then the other people that I make fun of is people that believe they've seen black panthers. You know, quote black panther, which would be right. black mountain lion. Which Myron on our podcast told us there's no science has D- not does verified not exist a melanistic mountain lion. <laughs> That's correct. So there are no black panthers in Arkansas, <laughs> but. It's it's a plastic, a plastic, <laughs> a plastic there that there I is have. a
1: uh, facsimile of, of one <laughs> yeah. uh, in in the Bear Grease World oh, Headquarters it's, here. So it's a, it's, it's a big Ozarks. joke.
0: We, we actually sell a hat that says it has a Black Panther on it. And it says believer. And my dad, <laughs> it was funny, I'm interviewing my dad for this podcast. I've never heard him talk about Black Panthers in my life. And dad's like, well, yeah, and then there's the Black Panthers. And I, I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like and dad just reveals that he absolutely believed in black he thought they were real and it was a perfect example of you know a lot of people in the south but yeah. there are no black panthers. Here. no a- black
1: panthers but fortunately plenty of black bears unfortunately yeah <laughs> that's right. right
3: thanks guys thank you